Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to this week's Character Unlock, where we are joined by a good buddy of mine, or a good buddy of ours, who is going to talk to us about the Nintendo Switch, because nothing else is happening at the moment. We've got no news, we've got no nothing, so instead, we're going to waste fuck knows how much time talking about the Nintendo Switch. I am hosting, as always, I'm Andrew Brooker, and joining me is my good buddy John. You right, John? How do? And for the first time ever, uh, we've wanted to get him on for quite some time, uh, my mate Jack. Hello, Jack. Hello, how are you doing? Good mate, thanks for coming on. It's uh, it's good to have you on with us finally. Not a problem. It's good to finally be on. To be fair, it's been quite some time I've been here. I've been bugging you for ages just <laughs> to let me on. Well, you know, so well, here's your chance. We have no news this week, so the news is we have a new guest on Character Unlock this week. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name's Jack. I I'm stream on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, not quite there just yet, but maybe after tonight I will be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Twitch on stream, stream on Twitch rather, uh, play games, work, kids, however boring you want to make me out, that's fine. Fair enough. Um, what do you play? Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Zelda, Horizon. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Horizon, yeah, Horizon. Cool. Can't, we, we, Horizon uh, 3. I can't remember the fucking name of it now. Horizon Zero Dawn. No, Horizon 3, shut up. <laughs> You mean Forza, yeah, Forza Horizon. Horizon? There we go. There That's we the one. Fair Long enough. Because yeah, we've we've known each other for a couple of years now, haven't we? we uh, fuck me, we played the the Killzone. I forgot what it was called. Was it Killzone Two that we played together on the PlayStation Three? We did play Killzone Two together. Then we we beta tested the Vita version for a little while, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. So we've been we've been playing games together for a long time. That really was some time ago now. How the fuck have I put up with you for so long? I don't know, I'll fucking put up with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we've dragged you on because you've, uh, we'll talk about it a, a little way down the line, but you you picked up a Switch on launch, which is... I did. Which is something we, you know, both me and John have said, you know, well, we just won't do, just no. So I, I want to pick your brains a little bit about the Switch, so... That's fine. So yeah, so... We'll, uh, we'll we'll quiz you about that a little bit later on, but you know what? We're going to skip straight past news because, like, like I said earlier, there is none. Like, I mean, we spent a good ten minutes before we started recording trying to find some news to talk about, and there is woefully fuck all going on. So, in that spirit, what we've been playing. <laughs> so, John, would you like to tell us what you've been playing? Oh God! Uh... Mass Effect. I'm hanging up this fucking call. <laughs> I'm not going to say Mass Effect. I'm going to say instead I played Steep this weekend because it was free on Xbox Live. My oh, yeah. God, I fucking... That was such a waste of my life. 
It's I think a I pick- fucking ghastly game. <laughs> I, I managed to pick up four achievements for it by complete accident because at some point I accidentally selected skiing instead of snowboarding. Okay. Seriously, I literally just... I went to go snowboard down a mountain, ended up picking the skis, decided to then go down the mountain anyway, and then did, like, a backflip. And then... And like a, a three a three hundred and sixty degree spin and a couple of other tricks that I'd previously done on a snowboard, I did it on the skis and apparently that's achievement worthy. Fair enough. I don't fucking understand that at all. No, I don't understand steep. I played it for a couple of hours and I, I just literally I looked at it, I went this is bullshit. It's <laughs> it's complete bollocks. It's SSX without any of the fun. Yes, it's. I would. I'm going to agree with that. It is definitely SSX without any fun. The only reason I picked it up was because I had a friend of mine, uh, Danny, decided that to text me and said we should play Steep this weekend because it's free. So I was like, screw it, multiplayer snowboarding. That's what SSX was supposed to be when it was launched on the 360 not that long ago. Um, but when after playing it for about an hour, I then texted him saying, "Don't bother finishing your install. Stop wasting your internet." <laughs> such a bad game I just it's probably the worst game I've played on my Xbox One and I'm including Astroneer on this list I don't even know what Astroneer is just look up Astroneer and look into it it's Minecraft in space well I tell you what while I go and google aids for my eyeballs <laughs> let's uh tell us what you actually didn't like about Steep what was so shit about Steep because I, I mean I've played it I just think it's massively wank <laughs> it's the worst part is actually probably what they consider to be its most redeeming feature in that it's a free roam snowboarding game so you teleport yourself to the top of a mountain snowboard down it and then you've got the option to then climb back up the mountain or teleport to somewhere else on the mountain why that's even an option is stupid it should really be here is a mountain and you've got a series of different runs that you can do on this mountain rather than going, oh, yeah, we just decided to then go, fuck it, we'll give you this section of the mountain for no fucking reason whatsoever. Yeah. It's just completely and utterly bollocks. It doesn't need to be there. So many snowboarding games have come before. So many different games have come before where it's just been point A to point B. Or just give a section of an area and let us do runs. Don't make me want to have to climb up the mountain to then redo a section. No, I, I agree with you completely. We, when I played it before, the, the first thing that comes to mind is you go, well, again, SSX, even that fucking awful dark summit, you know, it was sections of mountain. You race, you do the thing, and then you move on to the next one. That's how a racing game works. You know, they've basically applied the Forza Horizon school of open world racing games to a snowboarding game and it doesn't work it's it's that's the other side it's the teleport to the top of the mountain and then you have to walk or ski or something to the point where you start the race rather than just going oh i teleported to the top i'm ready to go you need to go fucking walk 20 feet (laughs) what's the fucking point (laughs) (laughs) it is a massive bag of shit i i I can't believe... I mean, this game's not that old. It's only a couple of months old. And already it's getting free weekends to try and get people to play it. I don't know anybody that owns this game. I it's a free anybody. weekend. I don't know and anybody it dropped in price it. 20 quid. God, and no. no, it's it's not worth 20 quid. I, I spend a lot of time earning that 20 quid. Yeah. 
and I I'm not wasting it on that on this game. No. If 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 you be want to drop, you know, I don't know. I'll take Ghost Recon for twenty quid happily, you know, because I quite fancy Ghost Recon. But no, I I played it's Steam. The division with trees. Absolutely, that's, that's exactly what it is. But <laughs> it's Ghost Recon. I I do have a soft spot for the Ghost Recon franchise. Yeah, I suppose I've got the equivalent soft spot for both Splinter Cell and Rainbow Six. So. Yeah. See, sadly, I I was too busy dicking around with the, the VR games that I borrowed from Boomerang, so I didn't send them back in time to get it sent to me. So now I'm sitting in a queue like a fucking tit, waiting, <laughs> waiting for someone to send Ghost Recon back so I can play it. You know, just Literally, I feel like the last man in the queue who can't get his fucking cinema tickets. Just staring like a dick. Oh, my game. Oh, my game. Anyway, please tell me, John, that you did enjoy the only part of the game, which is standing on the part of a mountain, selecting the jumpsuit, and then trying to walk forward. Uh, I can't say that I tried to walk forward. All the only time I used the jumpsuit was to jump off the mountain and try and glide as close to the floor, fail miserably at gliding close to the floor and nailing the floor. But how? And then, how many times did you get into the wingsuit, jump, and then just? land face first on the floor without actually going a single square foot uh at least seven times it's like because time i gave f- up it's like the time you fail at the insurance fraud bit in saints row you just go <laughs> yes you're running at full <laughs> speed hit insurance fraud and just fall over straight in front of that's it yeah nothing no cars nothing it's not really insurance fraud it's just drunk running <laughs> Uh, what was the what's the other thing that they have in steep as parachuting or something stupid? Yeah, paragliding. Yeah, you got par- parachuting. Parachute. It's parachuting. I think so you got parachute, wingsuit, skis, and snowboard, and no objective. Clearly, they just went. Oh yeah, what are extreme sports? I don't know. Snowboarding, skiing, wingsuits, and I don't know, parachuting. I'd prefer the Let, BMX. Just... <laughs> BMX, yeah, BMX on snow would have been awesome. <laughs> It's parachuting. It's just wingsuits, except fucking retarded. Oh wait, <laughs> wingsuits, except fucking stupid. <laughs> Dear lord, was that? Did you just play Steep or did you play anything else? I played some other games, but I won't mention them because you'll hurt me. Okay, yeah, let's 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 not talk about those. I'm not a fan of Custer's Revenge. I don't think anyone should play it. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jack. Yes. What have you been playing? There isn't Switch games. We'll talk about Switch games later on. Um, other than the standard Final Fantasy XIV, um, it's mostly been Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I've been absolutely loving that game. Um, from For the short amount of time that I have actually played it, um, I haven't got very far. I'm only like level 10, I think. Okay. Um, but I'm, fine. I'm absolutely loving it. It's a lot of go here, go there, do this, do that. But the constant worry of being found by robotic dinosaurs and animals and other stuff is rather exhilarating, um, purely for the fact that I'm constantly being hunted down. It's slightly annoying, but also really fun at the same time, purely because it it just keeps you on constant alert for whatever you've got to find. So that's always a really good bunch of fun. Um, And the other one I've been playing at the moment um, is the fact that um, Terraway Unfolded uh, came out on PlayStation Plus, as okay. well as Disc Jam. So yeah. I've gave both of those a go. Um, I've always been interested in the Terraway series. I've never actually played them, um, but I've always been a fan of Media Molecule for the Little Big Planet series. Yeah. Um, so I've gave that a go. 
and I'm rather enjoying Tearaway. Um, I'm thinking that the kids are going to quite enjoy it, so I'm going to let them have a go at it quite possibly next weekend or the weekend after if they're back from the grandparents. Yeah. And I reckon they'll really enjoy that. And I've gave Disc Jam a go. Uh, that is what's, relatively fun. What's Disc Jam? Um, it's essentially a basketball kind of game slash volleyball slash dodgeball kind of thing. Uh, it's all played with a frisbee disc, essentially. Okay. Where if you catch it, the longer you hold it, um, the slower it goes. You've, you've only got a second to actually throw it. But if it falls on the floor or it hits the back wall or anything like that, you score a certain amount of points. And then it's the first to 50 wins the set, and then it's the best out of three. Okay. Uh, I played two online matches, lost the first set on both of them, and then absolutely smashed my opponent on the second round on both goes. So I enjoyed that quite a lot. He was <laughs> screaming at me over the mic, which I thought was fantastic. Nice. Just to kill him. Yeah, that would be the reason why I usually unplug my mic when I take my games online. Yeah, I were, well, I don't normally go on with my mic, but he had his on purely uh, because the text chat on there is ever so slightly like Rocket League, where it gives you set messages to send over. Yeah. And it was constantly a barrage of um, something along the lines of, you're screwed, you're screwed. And then it was, oh shit, oh shit. And then it was... Uh, a lot of different characters to indicate kind of fuck you so Fair enough. I was having fun with that nice <laughs> excellent decided to look at a video of Disc Jam because it sounds interesting I've seen it on YouTube once because um, I, I do tend to watch quite a bit of YouTube while I'm feeding my, while I'm feeding my daughter um, and I've only ever seen it once I wasn't too interested but after I've played it it's a lot more fun to actually play than it is to watch so I certainly would recommend it if you've got access to it. I'm not too sure if it's on the Xbox, but at least it's from the PlayStation because I think it actually only released, kind of like how Rocket League did as well, where it's actually released and then he's just gone straight onto PlayStation Plus for free. So nice. I do actually recommend playing that. It's on sure. PlayStation and on uh, Windows. So yeah, it's essentially just Rocket League but with Frisbees. Cool. Is that a go? It's 3D Pong or okay. Air Hockey. I, it's... Fair enough. Yeah, you can see what I mean. Where it doesn't exactly look like it would be fantastic, but it ends up a lot of fun. And you can even play doubles for four-player matches as well. So if you do get that on PlayStation Plus, okay, I'd quite enjoy to give you a good thrashing on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you try. <laughs> you well, know I would. I would it, be it, it's games. just like Rocket League in the, in the sense that there's almost no substance to it, but it looks really fun. Cool. Rocket League is always fun. Especially if you've got multiple people playing with you at the same time and they're all friends. just makes it that little bit more competitive and more fun. And plus you can trash talk everyone. <laughs> I just keep sending whoops to everyone whenever I do anything on Rocket League. I haven't played Rocket League in ages. I own it on both consoles as well. I haven't played it in fucking forever. I've got it on PS4 and PC at the minute. I've deleted it off my PS4, but I've still got it on my PC because I tend to have late night gaming with a couple of my German friends and they play quite often and it's one of the only games that we all that we all have so we tend to just do 2v1 or join public sessions and get absolutely wrecked on every match fair enough so I mean my my what you've been what we've been playing list isn't actually that long this week I I think I've added maybe 12 hours onto my playtime for Horizon but the beautiful thing about that so far is I'm not very far and I know I'm not very far I know I'm not very far because I keep scanning dinosaur things because I want to kill them. And A, 
they are far, far too high a level for me to go anywhere near. And B, the things they're weak to are things I haven't even unlocked yet. <laughs> so I know I've still got a way to go before I'm even at that point where things start getting easy. <laughs> but I have to admit, because I don't really play RPGs. Well, I don't play RPGs. Not even don't really. I just don't play RPGs. I've I've got, like, literally no resource management skills at all. I, I don't know how, how to manage what I'm collecting, the stuff I need for crafting. I'm absolute dog shit at it. But the fact is, even with me being a complete numpty at these things, I'm still really, really enjoying Horizon. It is a really, really good game. And it's absolutely the kind of game that I... I am desperately trying to find extra time to play. But what's so good about it is the world that you, you kind of sit in. Uh, I'll give an example. But Saturday night or Friday night, I didn't have an awful lot of time to play. I had, I had uh, friends coming around for the weekend. I had a house to clean, you know, dog to walk and all that kind of shit. I had about an hour to, to game. And an hour is not long enough to get your, your teeth into one of the main character quests on this game. So instead I just ran around and explored. I literally ran from where I was to the beginning of the next mission and just dicked around on the path between those two places. It was absolutely brilliant. Well, the thing is, even between that path, there would have been five or six different routes you could take and then probably about another two or three side quests for you to pick up as well as numerous amounts of items to gather. And I mean, even in the amount of time that I've played it, the amount of Ridgewood that I've collected, I've easily got over a thousand, which is now taken up over four slots in my inventory at the minute, and it's just getting stupid, because I, if I see something I can collect, I have to pick it up, no yes. matter what it is. Yeah, see, I'd done that with the Ridgewood, and I, I took up three slots in my inventory. I was like, well, I don't fucking need this anymore. I just don't need that much. There's no chance in hell of me ever running out of this stuff, so I just don't collect it anymore. It's Yeah, I kind of had to stop myself even the wife started having a go at me saying look you've got a thousand of it you only use up like two or three to create a set of ten arrows yeah what are you ever going to do with the thousand and it's just like i don't know i have a problem <laughs> i have to collect and that's the she thing, ended up having to go but i, I so it's, I, I found myself and I, I assume this is you know what everybody does when they play rpgs but i i sat and I found myself going through all the kit that I can craft to, you know, to hold more arrows or hold more resources. And I'm just doing that. Instead of doing missions, I'm just, I'm farming stuff so I can make this, you know, collect all these uh, different pouches and things. I don't know why I'm doing it, apart from the fact that I haven't got time really to get into main quests. So I'm just collecting things. But I have to admit, after a few hours playing that the main character in it, Aloy, is probably one of the best characters I've played with in quite some time. I think she's a really cool character. She, you know, she's, a, she's smart, she's strong, she's sarcastic. I like sarcastic people. <laughs> I think she's fucking great. And she just, she's got this right amount of cockiness about her where it makes her really, a really cool character without making you want to reach in through the screen and punch her in her stupid face. So... I'm a, I'm, I have to admit, I'm quite a big fan of, of Aloy and the world that they've created as well. But And these fucking dinosaur things, these machines are... Like, I didn't think it was going to be a thing, but when you run around and you realise just how much effort you're going to have to put into either 
beat or run away from one of these fucking great dinosaurs that you're nowhere near strong enough to take on, it actually puts you on the edge of your seat as you try and sneak around it and hope that that fucking great patrolling Tyrannosaurus-looking thing that you've just spotted doesn't spot you too. I didn't expect that to actually... You know, I didn't expect that to affect how I played my game. I was very, very impressed. I can't... You know, 12, 15 hours-ish, I've barely scratched the surface, and I still can't say enough good things about, about Horizon Zero Dawn. And of course... It's made by Gorilla, the guys that make Killzone. They're fucking awesome. Everybody should give them money. <laughs> yeah, you really can't go wrong with them, really, can you? No, apart from I mean, the Vietnam thing they made for the PS2, which was ghastly. But everything else, like, they've only, apart from that, they've only made Killzone and this. But they've been really good. You still with us there, John? Sorry, I switched off when you started talking about Horizon. Fair enough. <laughs> it's getting cheeky now. <laughs> But uh, the only other thing I play, well, I played a couple of things. I've done some bit of button mashing fun on Mortal Kombat XL with my mate who was down at the weekend, and that's so much fun to play. Have you guys played the new Mortal Kombat game? Uh, Mortal Kombat X is yeah. it? Um, I played it probably back in October time. I think when it had just recently released at the time, um, and I had a lot of fun with it. But I can't get along with fighting games at all. The last fighting game I had. I, decent amount of fun with now i'm i'm going back some years here but it was the original dragon ball z budokai game on the playstation 2 okay and it was because obviously it was aimed at kids around the age of early teen years of which i was at the time um and it was nice simple combination um attacks yeah like say just square 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 circle would have been your main kamehameha wave and that made it so much easier for me to learn how to play fighting games. But every one of them since then has just got more and more complicated. And then all the other fighting games have followed as well, where they all require certain directions to be pressed at, at the same time as certain buttons. And then you have to change to another one just for the next button. And it's, just, it's too much for me to do combination moves. So I end up being stuck with just the pure punching and kicking few backflips maybe and that's about it as much as I can handle from Mortal Kombat and I'll just get my ass whooped (laughs) what about you John have you managed to get have you played any of Mortal Kombat XL I haven't played any of uh, any of Mortal Kombat mainly because well fighting games aren't exactly my forte fair enough but I will give an honorary mention to the fact that uh, Doctor Fate is now in Injustice well been announced for Injustice 2 yeah I like Injustice 2 I like Doctor Fate. It's probably not enough to to pick up Injustice Two to play it, but I would certainly now be more likely to give it a rent. I I would always I would say probably from Mortal Kombat the reboot or Mortal Kombat Nine as it actually was. So Mortal Kombat, uh, Injustice, Mortal Kombat X, and hopefully Injustice Two are worth picking up, even if you're not really into fighting games, because actually their story modes are quite fun. You know, they have an actual story going through, and if you drop it down to very easy, it's almost impossible to lose. I'd still find a way. Well, probably. <laughs> you are kind of special that way. Me in fighting games is like you in racing games. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, it's it's the thing with Mortal Kombat XL. And it, me mate that came down, he doesn't really play games very often, but he does love like butter mashing fighting games, and he takes great delight in just literally sitting there and smashing face buttons on my Xbox controller while I'm sitting there delicately trying to do combos and shit. Uh, and him always fucking winning. Because 
button mashing bastards. <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a ton of fun. And actually, I forgot how much fun uh, Mortal Kombat XL is, and actually how gorgeous it is. It looks phenomenal. I'm I'm really quite looking forward to Injustice Two, which I think I think Injustice Two is in May. So I'm I'm really quite looking forward to getting my hands on that one and spending a bit of time beating the shit out of Superman. But the only other thing I played, uh, and this is very brief because I didn't really play it, but I'm going to talk about it because I can and because I think it's awesome. Uh, I've been promising my little girl that she can have some time on the PlayStation and I installed Little Big Planet 3 so she could have a play with it. And actually, when we got around to trying it, I was like, actually, I've got something better for you. And I reinstalled the Playroom. Have you guys come across the Playroom on PS4 yet? I have. Um, obviously, I've got the PlayStation VR myself. Um, yeah. also, but not just the VR one, because it's got a normal uh, version as well, yeah, a non-VR I don't, version. I don't have a camera for my PlayStation 4, so I can't really play the Playroom, but I did play it at GX like four years ago when the PlayStation... maybe even five years ago when the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One were being announced. Yeah. So that's my entire knowledge of the Playroom, is from that five-minute period five years ago. Fair enough. Well, basically, <laughs> it's just like a bunch of AR bot mini-games. So there's, there's nothing big or special or clever about them. But I'll tell you what, once the kid, like, she's got the controller and she's sitting there, you know, th- literally on screen throwing these little bots out of the controller because she can see herself and she can see the controller on screen and now she can see these bots coming out of them. Guys, it was fucking amazing because she's got no idea what's going on. So when she can see herself and then she can see like little robots next to her on the screen. She starts looking around to see if they're actually next to her. It's really fucking cool. But yeah, just the glee on this kid's face as she was able to hoover up these little AR bots with the controller. Fucking amazing. I can't wait to start showing her more, you know, complicated stuff. But for a three-year-old, sitting there playing the AR bots, and she keeps asking for them now. She wants to play the little robot game. So that's going to be our thing, I think, for a little while, was playing AR bots on the PlayStation. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much my my list. My what we've been play or my what I've been playing list because what sorry, uh, what might be worth trying as well if you've got the PlayStation app on your phone or your tablet or anything else like that. Yeah. Um you can actually use it as a second screen. Um and in I think it's either one or two of the multiplayer games uh in um the playroom you can actually then use the tablet or the phone uh to draw shapes and everything and then you can literally throw it into the game for the robots to play with so that might be another way that you can play with your daughter with it as yeah, well that's quite cool i might have a play i didn't know you could do that yeah i just i literally i just i wanted to wanted her to have a play with it and see what she thought <clears throat> and i thought well, maybe a little bit planet for a three-year-old might be a little bit complicated so i, I decided to leave it and went with the playroom but yeah i might get the app in so i i, I don't use the PlayStation that often. I removed most of the apps from my tablet and my phone. Oh, cool. Thanks for that. And use no the Switch tablet in order to uh, play it on the PlayStation. <laughs> oh, I wish I could. I really do. Because <laughs> then it that might actually be worth pay- paying the money for a Switch. Because it's just that's a cheap what the Vita's for. True. Yeah, that's a thought. The Vita can actually be used in the same way as well. That uh, The Vita can be used to create the shapes and everything as well, just like the tablet would. Nice. Well, I don't have my Vita anymore, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what we've all been playing. So moving on, we're going to have a bit of a chat. Now it's now it's been out for a little while. We're going to have a bit of a chat about the Nintendo 
Switch, which has sold exceptionally well, if uh, if reports are to be believed. If I, remember, if I remember rightly, one of the reports I read said it was, uh, at least in Europe, Nintendo's best-selling uh, day one console, which is an impressive feat, considering just how uh, how much the Wii, the original Wii, sold. But I suppose that was over a, quite a long period of time. But yeah, for, for all intents and purposes... It's you know it's done Nintendo a, a world of good, and everybody that I know of that's gotten a Switch seems to really enjoy it. You know, as much as a lot of us have been talking shit about it without ever actually playing it. So, Jack, you you bought a Switch on launch. I did. I was what game one did of you the look- with it? Only Zelda. Only that Zelda. was pretty much the only game that actually gave me any kind of interest. Um, a lot of people have also been raving and ranting about the game called Snipperclips, okay. which is essentially a multiplayer um, puzzle game, whereby you've got, obviously, because the two controllers separate from the screen, you've got one little uh, character played by each of the controllers. So standard multiplayer, or if you're playing on your own, you can actually control both of them with either stick, so that's not a problem as well. Okay. Um, and essentially, it's where you've got to fill shapes and everything by cutting and adding um to each of the each of the characters so so example if you've got um a love heart shape they are rounded at the bottom flat at the top so you'd have to rotate each character to then be uh rotated sorry round on the top and then flat on the bottom so that you can make the heart shape and then there's others where the shape that you need to fill is two J's against each other kind of thing uh, on the, on their side. And you've then got to fill in that kind of shape by cutting away from each other to try and make that same shape. So it it's a relatively fun uh, puzzle game. Cool. And to, to be fair, I think it'd be rather a big hit with the kids because it's nice, simple, colourful, everything else. Quite enjoyable for what kids would, would like. So makes it all the better. Nice. So I'm mean, getting getting a, a little bit ahead of ourselves. How's the how's the hardware for the Switch? How you know does it does it feel robust when you, you click it, and it it has a proper click when you take it in and out of the the stand? It, it actually does. I mean, let me just put the kickstand back. Um, if I take the controller off, because look, I've actually got it here with me at the minute. Uh, if I turn the volume up as well, you know the little sound effect that they give you when they first bring on the. Nintendo Switch advertisement where you yeah. see the little controller clicking. It does actually play that sound, which I thought was quite a nice feature. So, if you heard that, I don't know yeah. if you did. Um, so, it always gives you that sound. And it's really satisfying just for that little tiny touch there because it still makes you feel like you're actually playing it. And it does remind you that, yeah, it's exactly what they've advertised. Okay. Um, I mean, when I first opened the box, the screen was surprisingly small um, for what I thought it was. And even it, it still is now. I honestly thought it would be bigger. 6.2 inch screen itself, and then I would probably say on uh, on the left and right hand side of the screen it's probably about three quarters of an inch wide on either side. So you're probably looking in total about seven inches, okay. uh, maybe about eight tops. So the the, the, the actual playable the, the screen there is six, you say six and a half inches. Uh, 6.2, if my information is correct. It's not. What's, what's, I mean, what's that compared to say an, an iPhone? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend that I'm not googling this while we talk. <laughs> I believe iPhones, from what my knowledge is, I think standard iPhones are about 5.2 inch or maybe five inch. And the so we've got an iPhone. extra second. The Fat Man's iPhone, the Plus. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm looking at because I, I have a, 
I have a plus. I think the plus is 6.2, so I think, or maybe a bit smaller, I think, the, for the plus. So, um, yeah, you're probably looking about the same size as an, as an iPhone 6 Plus. Okay. That seems a lot smaller than what they looked like they were advertising. Yeah, so, exactly. Okay, so the, the 6 Plus or the 6 and the 7 Plus are 5.5 inch screens. See, that's not that much bigger than my phone. That's... I, the thing is, right, I've, I've not seen one of these things up close or even in real life or even attached to somebody that I can, you know, use for scale. So I've got no idea how big this screen is. But five, oh, that does not seem like a big screen. And I'm not being it's negative. Really not. I, I really, I kind of, I, I want the Switch to do well because I want Nintendo to do well so that they can actually do a console that interests me one day. But... <laughs> I just want them to make software. If they put their entire, like, to the software side, then I'd be very happy. But six and a half, I'm just... I'm, I'm trying to imagine, because that must be... I mean, those, I thought those Joy-Con things looked small anyway, but they must be smaller than I ever imagined. <laughs> yeah, they are tiny. I mean, left Joy-Con, I have absolutely no problems with at all. My index left finger... Joy-Con is the one with the Bluetooth issues, isn't it? Or the apparently, yeah. Bluetooth issues, okay. But for sizing, um, my index finger fits nice and slowly on the trigger. Um, the top left button is literally just within a, a, a probably a couple of millimeters movement. Uh, joystick is fits nice and slowly into my thumb, and then the extra buttons, which are so often used in Zelda, but that is takes a bit more of a strain. The right one, I have problems with for size. Okay. Again, index finger fits nice and snugly at the trigger. But then because the joystick is at the bottom of the four face buttons, I am constantly having to squash my thumb just to get down to the trigger and push it down. And I, that makes it so uncomfortable for me. It's unbelievable because I've got rather large hands and I'm okay. constantly struggling to make it fit in my hand properly. See, that sounds like I would actually find that a real struggle. Because like, I, I, don't, I don't have hands. I have fucking gorilla paws. <laughs> so I actually... I, I kind of feel the need to go down to like game and just pick one up and try it. I can't imagine that being comfortable for me to use at all. And actually, now that I know kind of how big the screen is and and where the things would sit, the, the, the Joy-Cons would sit in relation to that screen, I can't actually imagine being able to sit comfortably and game portably like that because my hands would be a bit too close together. <laughs> You'd have to lie down and have it above your face and then occasionally drop it. Yeah, so it well, land on your nose. This is why generally, if I'm playing it at home, yeah. um, I've either got it in the stand attached to my TV, and I literally sit not with the two Joy-Cons attached to the little uh, Joy-Con grip thing that it comes with, okay. but just having them separate, purely because on some of the Zelda puzzles, it actually makes it like... Have you ever played the old uh, 3D ball puzzle games uh, physically in your hands where you've got to rotate the ball around just to get a metal... Uh, yeah. ball bearing across the puzzle yeah. uh, it's it's like that and it's the right Joy-Con that does that and it's a hell of a lot easier to literally just hold the right Joy-Con flat uh, in your palm and then rotate it that way like that just because it makes it that much easier whereas if it was on the Joy-Con grip that it chips with it's a lot more awkward um, purely because then you've got to try and rotate your both hands and wrists it, it's a lot more comfortable to have them separate for me yeah fair enough and have you played Zelda like with it handheld and on the on your TV? I've tried all methods at the moment, uh, which is quite lucky for myself. Um, 
because I was like I had to travel out uh, to Manchester yesterday for work. Yeah. Uh, I took it with me, and while I was on my lunch break at my customer's site, I actually got it out for a bit. Took the controllers off, uh, left it on its stand, on its little kickback stand, and literally just sat there and played it for a bit. It was only about 15, 20 minutes, but it was just something to keep me going while I was there. Okay. Um, the screen is big enough to be able to be recognized probably from about three to four feet away and have no problem at all. Any further than that, I do struggle. Fair enough. I can't see the hood properly on Zelda. I can't see exactly where I'm going and stuff like that. Um, so it's generally easier if I actually click the Joy-Cons onto the side and then just have it in handheld mode. Um, but I repeat, because of sometimes with the Zelda puzzles having to have the 3D uh, rotation puzzle on it, yeah. it's a lot more awkward as well because then I've then got to rotate the entire console itself and that can sometimes make it awkward as well because um, having to rotate the entire thing and then actually get everything to line up the way that you want it for the game. It's tedious, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, it sounds a lot like uh, when when I had the Vita and I had the PS4 remote play thing on it. The the best use I had for that was when I was, you know, we, we were watching telly or we were watching something else, and I could, let's say, for example, play Assassin's Creed Four on the Vita. So, but instead of like going through and doing missions and things and doing actual things that I would need to be able to see the whole screen for. Like I would use it in portable mode, which I suppose is what you call the call it on the switch. Yep. I would be using that for I don't know, resource collection or, you know, discovering bits of maps, you know, complete stuff you stuff you do to cover completion but you don't really want to waste valuable gaming time doing when you've got you know you've got access to the big TV, that I think is how I would have to use the uh, the, the handheld mode. The handheld mode. What's it? Uh, talking size. Sorry, cause I'm kind of hung up on this. So, compared to the Vita screen, how big is the screen compared to a Vita screen? Uh, <laughs> let me get mine out. Hang on. Luckily, I've got my bag right next to me, and that's got my Vita in there as well. Um, if I remember correctly, the Vita for the old version with the OLED screen and the other one were exactly the same size, weren't they? Yeah, screen they size. Yeah. Okay, if I compare the sizes directly, Vita on top of the Switch, um, the Vita literally sits snugly, smack bang, okay. in the middle with just a bit of overlapping on the right and left hand side of the screen. Okay. Um, and it's probably about three quarters of the size height wise. Yeah. Okay. So okay. It, it's bigger than the Vita at least. Yeah, that's cool. I, I just, I'm trying to picture the size of the thing. And I'm a complete imbecile when it comes to trying to imagine things. I need, I need shit in front of me. They just go to that belong at game at Milton Keynes at some point and just like ask if they have a Vita. You realise the last time I I looked at, you know, I I just casually started looking at new tech. I came home with a fucking PlayStation VR and a very angry wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed in well, places I, like that. I don't think you'd pick up a Switch. Almost certainly not. It's like, I don't think it really matters what, how much of it you played with. I don't, I, I don't think you'd pick it up. I might pop down and have a look. Your hands are too big. I, I get that <laughs> feeling. So, anyways, moving on. <laughs> so you've I played... have a question. Oh, yes, go on. Sorry, mate. This is about the hardware. Would you consider that the portable mode is actually a 3DS replacement? No. 
purely for the fact that the 3DS can be used for a lot of stuff. Obviously, it's got thousands upon thousands now of software choices for everything. Um, and purely on the fact that I am one of the biggest Pokemon fans going at this age, um, there is no Pokemon announced with a Switch yet, and I'm rather disappointed by that. There are rumors going around that it's coming out, um, but nothing official yet. So, so far, for me, no, it is not a, a replacement for my two lovely 3DSs. It's literally something that I can buy games for, play them at home, knowing that the fact that my kids cannot steal them away from me, and I can just take it to work as I please. Well, the lack of Pokemon announcement, I understand. I mean, the most recent game is only about six months old. They're not going to immediately jump onto what would it be, Diamond and Pearl remakes. Yeah. Um, Sounds like old lady porn. <laughs> oh god pearl necklace and everything else lovely thanks not for that I, image not where I was going but okay <laughs> either way pearl are the names of the porn stars yeah oh okay fair enough I, I would consider them more stripper names but we'll go with that as well old lady definitely porn an old na- pearl was definitely an old lady's name so is there no virtual console on the switch then? not yet but they have announced that they are uh, no technically there is um, they announced that they are doing Neo Geo games, which are some are already available at the moment, um, which are, are quite good. But the fact that I never actually played a Neo Geo and had absolutely no idea what one was until I was in my second year of secondary school, uh, that was the only time I'd ever seen one. And yeah, I wasn't too happy about it at the time. And I, I don't know any of the games that are on there at the moment. But as for the official virtual console they have announced they will be doing it um but nothing yet on any kind of wii u or wii games or anything else like that i mean i think they're probably just going to be going with like game boy advance game boy color and all of those again so what what i mean what i'm actually asking is will they give you the ability to play 3ds games on it i don't imagine they would purely for the fact that 99.9 percent of the 3ds games do require both screens and any games that require only the one and have the touchscreen as a uh, an additional bit of kit um, okay. probably wouldn't cut the great for virtual console anyway. Okay, so no Pokemon, no being able to play the 3DS version of Pokemon. No, sadly not. However, they may release uh, Red and Blue on there. They've done that for the 3DS now, so I'm I'm kind of hoping that they do it for the Switch. Cool. It's hoping anyway, but yeah. So when you've played, so you've played Zelda on it on the in portable mode and on kickstand mode and whatever. Yeah. You've, you've also played it. Docked and on your telly? Yes, I have. Okay. I've only got a 1080p TV. And well, that's as you've the, probably. The only does it in 1080p, though, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's upscaling because the screen's only 720p itself. Well, this is what I was going to ask. Have you noticed a difference when you play Zelda, especially between the, the small screen and the big screen? Unfortunately, I have. Um, as you've probably seen reported on websites and everything else, when it's in the dock and it goes onto the TV, when it's raining or storms or foggy or anything else like that, it takes a considerable frame rate drop. And it normally it's not not as well if you're playing and it's sunny or cloudy or whatever else. But as soon as the weather kicks up or if it's got a lot of different particles that it's got to deal with, it really struggles and it probably drops roughly to around about 15 to 20 frames a second, if that rather than a solid 30. That's, I mean, that's a hell of a drop for a, a console in 2017. It really is. You know, uh, this is my I'll, only... I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I don't 
generally I don't give a shit about frame rates. As long as the game is playable, I don't really care. You know, if it if it drops a little bit when the screens fall, that's fine. You know, I I've, I've played most open world games that do that. You know, I grew up with the fucking you know with Nintendo Entertainment Systems. You don't have to fucking tell me about shitty frame rates. They don't really bother me. But you know, for a brand new console in 2017, I would expect better than it dropping you know 10 frames a second when you put it into the dock which should make it more powerful no <laughs> that this is the disappointing part originally everyone was reporting rumors that when it was in the dock uh, it was going to get a power boost and everything yeah but i've seen a video online where they've took the switch the joy cons and the dock apart and literally the dock is just a usb charging and the HDMI, and then that is it. There is no extra power in there, no extra yeah. processors, no nothing. It's just it's literally HDMI just a charge and chan. Yeah, okay. and something to read USB sticks from. Fair Jesus, enough. I was right. really thinking that that should that 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 the dock should have been like an external graphics card, like I, something. I genuinely, I thought the dock was the you know one of the main parts of the console. That's disappointing. I have to admit. I mean. It's nice to know that as soon as I'm done for the night and I'm going to bed, I can just put it in its dock. It's going to be charged ready for the morning so I can carry on to work. And the kids aren't going to be able to touch it really and stuff like that. Um, it's nice to know that it's safe and secure like that. But then at the same time, you wish that it was able to keep up in 1080, but it just can't. Uh, it, it's still playable even with the frame rate drops, but yeah. it's certainly noticeable and you can certainly see juttering about with it. For, and you say Zelda's the only game you've played on it? Other than the Snipperclips demo, yes. Um, however, I am looking to get a few more, such as uh, probably Splatoon 2. There's Mario coming out uh, before the end of the year, and there's also Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Now, I've got Mario Kart out on the Wii U, but I can't resist another good Mario Kart, and Mario Kart 8 was fantastic. Fair enough. So, uh, apart from like people that buy every console, what, <laughs> what would be... You know, what would be the unique selling point for this machine over the Wii U? Or what would be unique to owning this over owning a Wii U and a 3DS? Well, I wouldn't say Zelda, but obviously that's got that's also on the Wii U, so I can't, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I'm not so, benefit... asking these questions to be difficult. I'm genuinely curious because no. I know quite a few people that own a Wii U that would consider upgrading the same way we would go from a PS3 to a PS4 if it had a, a unique selling point. And I don't think the fact that when you say it doesn't really get a power boost when you plug it into the dock, basically you've sold me a 2DS. Not in that sense. It has a considerable better graphics, I'm processing not... power, all of that lot. Well, no, I understand that. But what, what I mean is you've basically sold me a portable machine you know, the, I I can plug into the TV. I you know you can plug the Vita into the TV if you want. I what I, what I'm trying to say is that they're, they're selling this thing as a console. You know, a home console. When at when in actual fact, it sounds like it is really a portable machine that you can dock. I don't I don't understand what the unique selling point to this thing is outside of I can take Zelda to the toilet. <laughs> If that's not compelling enough, I don't know what is. Because um, 
doing drawings and everything else on the toilet while you're having a shit for about an hour is rather fun. Um, the <laughs> most compelling for an thing hour is not fun. <laughs> Shitting for an hour requires a doctor. <laughs> okay, I may need to see a doctor then. I'll take your advice on that one. <laughs> Wait, um, don't take Brooke's advice on anything. No. I actually think seeing a doctor might help, but yeah, there we go. As long as it's not Brooker as the actual the, doctor. You can take the switch with you while you're in the waiting room. Exactly. I, I don't think the battery would last that long. <laughs> True. That entirely depends on the game. <laughs> Which I actually got asked about uh, over Facebook not too long ago by one of my um, one of my in-laws on calls, whereby he just asked how long the batteries last, and it was reported that uh, by standard it can last three to six hours dependent on the game. Now, I know that Skyrim's also going to be coming out for it, and one of my other family members has been absolutely ripping the piss out of it by saying that Skyrim will only last about 30 seconds at most because of the power on it. But with Zelda um, being my main game, I can actually probably get about five hours out of the battery life before I have to charge it back up again. Okay. And that Wait, is... Hold on a minute. Skyrim's not out on it yet? Not yet, but it will be. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, dude, let's, let's rush to get that three, four-year-old <laughs> game out. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Sorry, I, Wait. I, I assumed it was a launch game because, you know, it's five years old. I wouldn't even consider Skyrim to be that powerful a game. Or it is with that the special power. edition. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. I mean, the upscaled... I can't remember what they've called it. Director's Cup, Special Edition, whatever it is they fucking called it. I can imagine it requiring the power. I just... I, I just thought it was I thought it was a launch title. No, it's best the way they advertised. I mean, come on. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Yeah, Paul, yeah. Um, it's Bethesda, and can you really blame them? They've not done a game for Nintendo for some years now, so they've got to get accustomed with the new coding situation, what languages and everything it uses. And fair enough, I'll give Bethesda their dues. They do for at least for me with Elder Scrolls, they do the very good games. Um, and I do really enjoy Skyrim. I've had it on the PlayStation 3. I've got the, the Max Collector's Edition with the absolutely massive dragon statue, and I also got it on the PlayStation 4 for the special edition on there. And I've already told the wife, look, I don't care what you say, I'm getting Skyrim on the Switch as well, purely so I can take it to work with me. And it, I love Skyrim. I really do. Fair and that is one of the more compelling games for me to what caused me to buy it. Even if it is, I think it's coming out October time I think they've said jeez I'm having a look into that uh, so when the switch is probably halved in value yeah <laughs> <laughs> more than likely glad hell. so is there anything else coming out for it I can't remember so I remember me and John talked about this a little while ago and I've slept and had several beers since then so I generally don't remember anything various unconfirmed EA titles <clears throat> oh wow oh, spoiling us there aren't they? yeah uh, yeah, don't don't mind me bringing the whole. Coming out for it. Nope. No, it's not. Really? I think yep. the only officially confirmed EA title is uh, FIFA football. Not, not even FIFA everything. year iteration of whatever year it, it comes out. It's going to be called FIFA football, isn't it? Probably. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be the old Ignite engine, not the not Frostbite, probably. That's a shame that they're not putting Andromeda on it because that would be a system seller. But, you know, being able to take Mass Effect Portable would sell that system. Yeah, but the battery would only last about four seconds. True. But, because uh, the Wii U had Mass Effect 3? Correct. I think, yeah? Yep. Uh, they all look the same to me. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it surprises me that 
that they have, they're not putting that one on there when you could guarantee. I would say you'd probably guarantee sales putting it on there, but maybe it's you know maybe the the tech can't handle it. Maybe maybe they've got no dev units for it. I don't know. I I don't see inside the mind of these people. I was just curious. It's it's quite possible that they may very well release it later on in the year or announce it later on or something like that. It may also be that uh, you never know. They might uh, Rocksteady or Rockstar, sorry, might announce. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 for the Switch. Now, that certainly would sell some systems. That would sell a lot. Uh, awful lot. Is it, is it going to be on the Switch? They haven't There's announced no it yet, have they? They haven't announced any consoles for it. They've just announced that it's coming out for this year. No, they haven't. They announced PS4 and Xbox. Have they? Yeah, because yep. there was fucking uproar because it weren't on PC. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look that up now as well. Oh, that, that'd be brilliant if they released it on... On the uh, Switch, on PC. <laughs> That'd be outstanding. Considering a lot of the classic GTAs have been released on iOS, at the very least iPad, or the newer iterations of iPads. Yeah. I think 3, Vice City, um, San Andreas may have been released on iPad. So, yeah, I can see portable versions of newer games. Yeah. Would they stick uh, Red Dead 1 on the... I want to call it the Wii U then. It's not the Wii U. The Wii U 2 Switch. Yep. Wii U 2. <laughs> <laughs> the board the Wii, Wii U probably should have been at launch. Very much so. Um, yeah, I'm just looking it up at the minute and apparently there's major rumours going around that Red Dead 2 isn't coming on the Switch, which, to be fair, isn't unprecedented or unexpected, to be fair. So, Probably a yeah. rumour. A rumor of it coming to the to the console would actually, you know, be a rumor. That's just, oh, by the way, PSN's down today. A, a rumor <laughs> of it not coming is just someone putting up an article for a click. More than likely, but that's what a quick Google search gave me. Yeah, no, fair enough. So I'm having a look at the rest of the launch lineup or after launch rather. There's has been Hero. I am set sooner. Superman lineup. What launch window lineup? Yeah, uh, there we go. It's the correct term. That's the one. Uh, Super Bomberman R is already out for it, uh, which is essentially a new and updated version of the original Bomberman games, which is, I think so, can support either four or up to eight people uh, on the one screen. And I've seen numerous pictures of four people all grouping around the tiny little one screen itself, all playing Bomberman, where they already had a dock available, but they just wanted to see what it was like on the smaller screen. And it wasn't good, because you could barely see a thing. Everybody loves Bomberman, though. Is the Binding of Isaac out for it yet? Because that was supposed to be a launch title and got delayed, didn't it? Which one? The Binding of Isaac. Uh, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus is apparently spring 2017, so no official date just yet. Fair enough. It uh, looks like Sonic Mania is also coming to it as well, so I'm, I will probably get that on the Switch. Oh, look, Minecraft. Because, of course, fucking Minecraft is coming to it. And Steep, Surpre- apparently. Yeah, you enjoy that. <laughs> no, thank you. I've played Steep already, and as mentioned previously, the the best part for me was just on my face in the wingsuit. I do like the sound of zombie uh, Vikings. There's another problem game, and there's also Super Mario Odyssey as well. Uh, Splatoon. Admit, the list I'm looking at, is, it doesn't, doesn't blow me away at all. No, I mean, there's Splatoon 2 as well, which my oldest will absolutely murder me for, because he loves it on the Wii U, and didn't stop playing it for a good five or six days straight as soon as we got it while we were at 
Um, uh, yeah, one of the Japanese events in London. Yeah. Hyper Japan. There we go. And just kept moaning at me and moaning at me. Can we play Splatoon? Can we play Splatoon? No, <laughs> fuck off. Oh, joy. There's one that's coming that has been out for some years as well. Lego City Undercover. Oh, good. Originally released on the Wii U. To absolutely no fanfare whatsoever. Sold like No, because it was copies. terrible. Really? I heard quite good things about it. I was—I have to admit, I was a little bit sad that I didn't get to play it. It did uh, eventually release on other consoles. I think it came out on the PS3 and such at this, uh, mm. a few months later. But I've never been all too keen on Lego games. I mean, the last one I played was Lego Marvel Superhero. That was the most fun I've ever had with a Lego game. Fair enough. I don't play them often. Um, there's also ARMS as well, which That's the actually looks... Thing, isn't it? Yeah, we where every character has got extendable arms. It, it's kind of like the whole Wii U boxing on Wii Sports, um, but online multiplayer. And there's obviously no nothing tying you down between the two controllers. Yeah. But it looks like a more upgraded and better version of that. It certainly looks fun, considering the whole character variances that you've got. Because from what I saw, you've got a selection of different weapons. So you can have... Uh, fists that have got rockets on them others that can produce shields stuff like that and it looks like it might actually be a really fun multiplayer game okay so forward to that cool i think i I don't think i have any other things to ask Hmm, no although and this is this was awesome so i did kind of not really officially but i did kind of say on the twitter and facebook pages that you were coming on and if anybody had any questions Oh God! I promised you'd I would, bring this I up. Promised I would ask this because mainly because no one ever fucking interacts with us. So I'm definitely, definitely asking this one. So your wife would uh. like to know why you bought the, <laughs> the Nintendo Switch instead of buying her something nice. Remember, because... you're going on the record. I'm not editing out anything you say. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you for the for the recordings done. <laughs> um, I'm going to be very nice here and say that it is a present to myself, considering that I have bought her a pre well not prepaid, but I'm pretty much going to be paying for everything. Um, I've bought her a trip to Paris uh, to see a composer called Joe Hisoshi, and that's happening in June, and we're going to be there for three days. Um, but I bought her that for Christmas, so I bought this for myself for Christmas. Fair enough. You're aware so of that's my much. excuse. <laughs> <laughs> so the wife is giving me such evil looks at the moment. <laughs> and calling me a cunt and all, everything under the weather. Bless oh, her. bullshit. So save, that's my excuse. Save all the domestics I'll, for after I've stopped recording stuff. <laughs> I'll try. I can't promise anything. Well, you, otherwise it's admissible in court. I claim absolutely nothing and I'm still <laughs> claiming no comment. How about John? You got any questions you you fancy asking? Uh, I'm I, well. I was going to say I'm waiting on a response back from some friends of mine, but all of them replied with things along the lines of um, and non-committal other statements of things, which is really fucking irritating. Considering I've got a friend who desperately wants to buy a switch. Clearly, so desperately he doesn't know what to ask. Yeah, he's got so I mean, many questions he didn't know where to start. Yeah, his sole reasoning to wanting a Switch is to play Zelda. Has he got a Wii U? Uh, he does not, know. Then tell him to get a Switch. There you go. Sorted. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I do not recommend the Wii U. They've 
even stopped production of them now. So anything other than pre-owned one, probably not going to manage. I'd get a Wii U just because it still has Smash Brothers. I think Nintendo announced a couple of days back that they are going to be bringing a version of Super Smash Brothers to the Switch. I'm not too sure if they meant the original one or a brand new one. If it's not a brand new Smash Brothers game, I'm not really interested. It's like, to, to, as I say that I was going to buy a Wii U because Smash Brothers, and then didn't. So, it releasing a Smash Brothers game on Switch doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to pick up a Switch to play Smash Brothers. And I do love Smash Brothers. I ended up with both versions, the Wii U version and the 3DS version, and loved both of them. But I can only take so much of Smash Brothers before I get sick of it yeah the, just the nintendo online system doesn't really work particularly well it's still hella laggy it doesn't bloody want to be when they start charging for it true yeah that's not what i'm looking forward to i'm hoping that they end up learning from sony and xbox that when they start charging people they will start giving games away for free and everything else um just aren't they, aren't they giving you rentals like per month you're getting, you get to rent a, basically they give you a virtual console game and you get to have that for a month, and then in the next, when the next month starts and you get your new virtual console game, last month's one disappears. I haven't seen anything on it, and I've been keeping my eye out on the internet for quite some time, and I've not seen that rumor. I must admit. I'm almost certain that's how it's going to be running. That doesn't sound so bad, as long as the, the monthly title isn't something awesome followed by something terrible. I, I think the problem is, you know, okay, so PlayStation Plus kind of had to do the freebies because they were doing, they were, they were going to start charging for a, a, a service that we'd been getting for free for ages. So they kind of had to, they had to have a, a, a reason to do it. So they gave us all these freebies and they'd done all right with that. But you know, because I've never let my PS Plus subscription lapse, I can go out tomorrow and buy another PS3 and set it up, and I can install all of the games I got from the first month that the that PS Plus was a thing. They're all still mine. And I think the problem with the Nintendo rental system is that in a year's time, you can't play what you got 12 months ago. You can only yeah. play what you have that month. You don't have access to anything previous. And I think that kind of sucks. I don't actually find that too bad of a system, considering that uh, the console itself only comes with, I believe, 32 gig internal memory and well, yeah, with expandable from, from microSD. You don't have to install it and leave it there permanently. You can do like everybody else does with Games for Gold and PS Plus. You add it to your shop, you add it to your cart, you buy it, and then you leave it on your download list until you decide you want to download it. That's you know, true. I, I, do, I, think, I think Nintendo are going about it the wrong way. I'm, if I'm wrong and that's not how they're doing it, then forget everything I just said. But I'm almost certain that's how their online, system, their online service is going to run. Granted, they're charging half of what Sony and Microsoft are charging for their online service when it comes online uh, as a subscription service. But it still seems a little bit backwards to me i don't think it's going to be too bad considering that i think they're looking to charge um from i've heard around about october maybe september time of the year yeah um they're not going to have a whole lot of games out by then so i think the rental system might be pretty decent until about a year 
into the system's release where they should then start allowing you to actually have even if it's just one game permanently just so that it can keep you going in that sense whereas i think the rental will only literally work up until that point and then as i said i think you'll need to start giving games away yeah but I it's mean, a good system for a small library yeah but once i get the virtual console up and running properly it's not that small to library anymore yeah, but even with the virtual console, um, I think they've already stated that, say, for example, if you bought, um, I don't know, say, Pokemon Red and Blue on the 3DS, and then they brought you to the Switch, it doesn't carry over. You would have to repurchase those games. And that's what they've always done. The Wii had virtual console. The Wii U had virtual console. Yeah, uh, is, the 3DS has got it, and you have to constantly repurchase those games if you want to play it on that system. It doesn't carry over to any others. But what I mean is... Uh regardless of having to buy it for every console every console type you want to play it on which is fucking horseshit uh regardless of that the virtual console library itself is a big fucking library you know we're not talking they have a list of 12 games and that's it that you know they've got years and years they've got decades worth of games on that virtual console you know i i remember having my you know the virtual console on the wii and playing all the fucking original NES Mario Brothers games on there. You know. <laughs> what I mean is, is for, for a machine with a very small library that doesn't do anything going backwards, renting for a bit would be fine. But if you're renting from the, the virtual console library, there's no excuse not to give those away because you have a... Ma- you could keep your customers going for years just with your subscription service games that you're handing out. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. I might be wrong in how it's working. I am not going to go looking because I'm, I'm on Skype and doing things I don't want to take up my internet with YouTube videos of how the, the system might work. Now I really want to play Mario All-Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario Golf might be an idea. <laughs> I think it would work even better with the rental system if that then included if they could ever upgrade the uh, the virtual console system to then include online multiplayer with it. Yeah. So uh, as I've just mentioned, Super Mario Golf or something like that, that always had local multiplayer because it was a, before the internet. I think to then upgrade that to allow for online multiplayer and stuff like that, I think that would then increase the amount of subscriptions that they can get on the system. Yeah, but then you've got to fundamentally change the game, don't you? Which is the, the issue with something like that. So, exactly. So what you're actually asking there is for like an HD remake. Is this the kind of thing you would expect from an HD remake? Or something kind of named HD remake? Yeah, 720p remake. Yeah, almost HD remake. <laughs> the remake of the upscaling. There we go. <laughs> um. Yeah, another problem that I've got with it is that with the... I take it you know about how most of the Switch uh, for a lot online multiplayer and stuff like that is going to require phone apps? No. You what? Okay. Yeah. So, say for example, you can add friends and everything on uh, the main Switch console itself, but then to be able to voice chat, message people and stuff like that, it's all going to be done via phone apps. Oh, for fuck's sake, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of useless toss bags. Bad enough, the whole they're still keeping the whole friend code thing. That was never expected until they actually showed it on release and people found it. 
can't believe they brought friend codes back. It's so backwards. Yeah. It's backwards because they don't allow you to publicly advertise them on any Nintendo forum of any kind. It's even worse. It's like you can't put you can't publicly display your friend code because you should be private. But it's not a friend code then, is it? It's just a code. Well, it's I've like seen saying, it's like many of I've got a phone and a phone number, but I'm not giving it to you because it's private. <laughs> you, Only you telemarketers to are allowed to call it. You want to talk to me, you'll have to fucking guess my number. I've seen quite a few people post theirs online. I mean, even I've done it on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, and it's allowed quite a few of my friends to add me, but if I go on to add friend on the system, the only way of doing it is to search for local users, which is kind of like the street pass system that you had on the 3DS. Search for users you've played with. So as soon as I actually have an online multiplayer game, anyone I've played with, kind of like on the PlayStation and the Xbox, I can then send them friend requests. Yeah. And I can search by friend code. And then that's it. The only other way it can be done is that it can actually link up with the Nintendo apps. So, for example, uh, if you if you ever played Miitomo on your phone or anything like that, if you then link the app into your Nintendo account, anyone that you've got friends with on there then show up on the Switch as a potential friend for you to add. But that's the only other way that you can actually do it. Bloody hell. There's no searching for user IDs or anything like that. See, this is the thing for me. So, I mean, we've come across, like, while we've been talking, we've we've come across, like, this handful of really stupid, shitty, niggly little problems. But just one or two of those problems is fine. But all of these ones that that are coming up, I'm like, well, this is kind of putting me off. <laughs> A big list of minor inconveniences teams up together to make one massive inconvenience. Yep. Well... That was the thing even with the PlayStation and the Xbox, though. But for me, those weren't tiny little niggly things for the PlayStation and the Xbox. It was always one or two big problems. Whereas at least Nintendo have got it the other way around, where it's a bunch of little small things. And I'd rather a bunch of little small things than one or two major problems. That's fair enough. It's all about what you're willing to put up with, because none of these systems is perfect by a long shot. I just... I'm just curious as to get the... Because uh, you're the only person I spoke to that's actually played one of these things. That actually owns one, so... I, I want to get all my stupid, shitty questions out. <laughs> uh, I mean, I say I was lucky enough to get one on launch. Um, I mainly say I'm lucky because I had... Because you got one and your myself. wife didn't kill you when you came back through the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, she had been uh, sedated with Final Fantasy fourteen, so... She was rather tired by the time I got back because it was around about half twelve, maybe quarter to one that I got back. Bloody hell. Home. Did you go out for the midnight launch for one? I did. Oh, fuck's sake. I had to. <laughs> I mean, oh, don't forget, I messaged you over Twitter saying, look, I'm probably not going to get it on launch. I popped into the shop the day after and said, look, what's the deal with phase two pre-orders? Because I'd actually pre-ordered the neon one with the red and blue controllers. And I said to them, look, are you going to have any... Uh, spare grey ones to sell openly um, on the midnight launch and they said well at the moment uh, we may or may not because it depends on how many people pick it up um, but what I was told was that the fa- they have enough stock of the red and blue neon ones to do both phase one and phase two except for one person in phase two now I didn't want to miss out on having to wait like an extra week or two weeks or whatever until they got their next delivery 
just to be able to pick it up. And luckily enough, um, my work had their late Christmas do, uh, one of the local uh, restaurants. So after we finished there at about nine o'clock, me and a lot of work colleagues then went out to the pub on the Thursday night, and I was there till about half ten. And then literally, I just got on the, on, one of the last buses. Did you buses. say late Christmas do? Late Christmas do. We is never had one. You th- is this why you think it's okay to buy yourself a Christmas present in March? <laughs> <laughs> we just never had a Christmas do at work. Um, I didn't if, have one the year previous either. If you get to either. the end of January and you haven't had your Christmas do, just forget about it. It's too late. At this I point, it's have. more of an early Easter do. It really is. It can't be. <laughs> there were fucking crackers on the table. Christmas crackers. Oh, Easter cracks. Bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am too so, tired for this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, got to half ten at the pub, jumped on the last bus, got into Warsaw, and the doors were already open. I went in, paid for it, and then what they did is they kept us all in the store because there was only about 20 of us or so. Kept us in the store, about 10 to 12 came, they locked us in, gave us our stuff, midnight opened, um, and then we got let out. But luckily, when I went to pay for my system, they actually had, I think it was three grey ones available uh, for free sale. So I said, look, I've pre-ordered the grey Joy-Cons as well, which I had done, um, and said, look, because I've pre-ordered these, I actually wanted the grey one itself. Can I have one of the free sale ones? And they said, yeah, we'll just swap it out for you. So I was actually lucky enough to get what I wanted in the first place without having to pay the £72 or whatever it is for the extra two Joy-Cons. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. There's the, there's the major inconvenience of uh, the Nintendo Switch. The fucking cost of all the individual things. Oh, I think we had this conversation before, didn't we? I mean, all the consoles you have to buy a shitload of accessories, but 70 fucking quid for a controller is... For a standard controller, you know... Add a few quid more, I can go and buy an Elite controller. Yeah, I was going to say, I bought my Elite controller for 77. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just for the one Joy-Con alone, whether it be left or right, is £42. Fuck. You can buy yeah. them individually? Yes, you so can. Can I fuck with people and just have, like, two right-hand controllers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> I am such a fucking douchebag. Yes. <laughs> no comment. Well, anybody that's been listening to this for long enough knows I'm a complete fucking douchebag. Yes. Oh, no comment. Christ. <laughs> um, fucking have Christmas you actually seen the cost of February twats? <laughs> <laughs> um, the price of the Pro Controller on its own is sixty-five pound. Dear Lord. What? Yeah. Can I just plug a GameCube controller into it? No, unfortunately not. Not unless you've got a USB Type-C to GameCube controller port, maybe. Oh, good. USB-C as well. Thank fuck for that. Cheers, Apple. Twats. Fuck's sake. Someone is going to make a USB-C to GameCube controller. Because the GameCube controller was perfect. Nah. And then... I can smell waffles. uh, I think... Maybe. Over the waffles. I don't know what to say there. <laughs> it's best not to say anything. Just leave me to my own devices. I find it works better that way. Just let it happen. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what I said. 
Yeah, oh, they've dear. also got a standard UK or US or whatever type of plug that you'll need for your region um, t- to the USB Type-C charger. And for us, they were charging 30 quid. Fucking hell. And that is just ridiculous prices. And you haven't even bought a game yet at this point. Exactly. What I found ridiculous, though, um, Zelda, at least for the Switch, £60. I can understand that price because that was the price of PlayStation 4 and Xbox One games on release. Yeah. The Wii U version, 60 fucking quid. What? Exactly the same price. That- I guess it's to stop people buying a Wii U with Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, to me, was just fucking ridiculous because... Even a normal, standard, brand new Wii U game nowadays is at most £40, not fucking 60 That's mostly the cost of printing to a Blu-ray disc. But it, the Wii U doesn't even take Blu-ray discs. It's still standard, uh, I think it's even single-layer DVDs. I thought the Wii U was a Blu-ray drive. Nope. Non-Blu-ray disc video playing, but it was the games were on Blu-ray. I don't believe so. I've had to look at the discs and... They're not exactly blue-tinted. Must be, because Mass Effect 3 is only on one disc on the Wii U, as far as I'm aware. And that's two discs on Xbox 360. Single, uh, one disc on PlayStation 3. Wrong at this, but I'm pretty sure that the Wii U version is only one disc. I'm going to have a look at this now. Because I always thought it was just standard DVD. Welcome to the Character Unlock Google Hour. Yep. (laughs) Uh, that's how long it takes to open Firefox at the moment for fuck's sake propriety high density optical discs apparently can hold up to 25 gig of data which is about half of a blu-ray oh well no sorry single that's single layer yeah, that's just that's just a blu-ray yeah <laughs> but it's not actual blu-ray well, imagine basically the money, they, imagine the money they, they spent inventing their own blu-ray probably cheaper than buying the rights to blu-ray from Samsung Sony LG yeah well I think, is, is that us done with the uh, Switch talk, do we think? Now we're just ripping yeah. on Blu-ray. Well, yeah. <laughs> we've just gone off on several tangents, including Christmas parties in fucking February. <laughs> Blame the bosses. Fuck them. Fucking douche canoe do you work for? <laughs> Jesus. One that lives down in London. Dear Lord. Yeah, that's the problem. He was from London. Yeah, fucking London. <laughs> Fucking cunts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one last bit of info. Um, I know that you asked earlier. Uh, you apparently the Switch has sold so far worldwide 1.5 million. Is that good? Bad? I think it's better than the Wii U and the Wii so far. Okay. I, I don't so know, I'm pretty sure like 60 is better than the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is you buying one is better than the Wii U. So I'm just looking for anything where they've compared it to Wii U sales. Uh, for context, the Wii sold 600,000 units over a six-day period uh, in America back in November 2006. Okay. Uh, whereas the... 1.5 worldwide. That yeah. sounds about matching. So yeah, the Wii sold 600,000 units in the U- in the US, but the Switch has sold 500,000 units in the US. Ooh. So it's not it's still, far off. No, it's still good numbers, though. You know, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with those numbers at all. And you know, Zelda uh, on release week charted. The only thing it charted behind was Horizon, which, okay, this is the stupidest fucking stat ever, but it's Sony's biggest new IP launch on the PlayStation 4. I don't know what else you compare that to. Knack, maybe. 
No. You had to say that word, didn't well, you? There are no other fucking new IPs on the PlayStation 4 that are just Sony. There aren't Mac. that many just new IPs in general. Well, no, but this is what I mean. It was, but if this was the the report that was going around. Like Sony were bragging, you know, this is the best, uh, the biggest new IP launch on PlayStation 4, you know, for Sony ever. And the only thing, other thing I could I could think of that was a new IP launched on just the PlayStation 4 was. Knack. And Knack was a launch bundle title with a load of PlayStations, and it still didn't fucking sell that well. Anyway, beyond the point. But, uh, yeah, the only thing Zelda t- uh, charted behind was Horizon, which seems pretty good, considering the, you know, the install base for PlayStation 4 is much, much better than the install base for Wii U and the newly released Switch. You know, I, I don't think they can complain about the numbers they've done for the console or for Zelda. No, uh, if it's only trailing behind by 100,000 in the US at least, they certainly can't complain about that because I think the Wii U sold like probably 150,000 in the same time period on launch. Yeah. And it's 500,000 to me is spectacular. Um, I don't think they could have asked for anything more really considering the backlash that they had for the Wii U. No. And how shit that was. But... Mm. I'm just look, more looking forward to what kind of exclusives they're going to get. I'm I'm looking forward to, as I say, Skyrim. They get a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. There's Splatoon 2, which my kids are going to love. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey as well looks really good for my liking. I'm not normally one for Mario games, but that one looks really good. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Cool. So yeah, I think I think we're all switched out now, aren't we? Switched. I think off. we're all switched off. Yeah. So let's uh, let's rattle off quickly with a, a couple of recommendations for for people. We've got a couple of weeks before our next episode, so recommendations. I'll start off. My my recommendation is a game actually that's been mentioned already today. Uh, Tearaway Unfolded. Yep. Has just been released on PlayStation Plus for the PS4. So freebie for the month. And I've not played Tearaway Unfolded, but I have played Tearaway on the Vita, and it's a very 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 good game. A lot of fun. Uh, absolutely worth going out and spending absolutely nothing on. So get it downloaded and have a go. Jack, have you got a recommendation for people? Um, I did say I was going to try and go for something non-Switch, but after tallying up roughly around about 35 to 40 hours of the Switch uh, with Zelda, I'm, I'm going to have to say Zelda. You, you can recommend people go out and spend 300 quid on a on a console and, and buy Zelda. Cool. Yes, it Fair is. Fair enough. By far worth the money. <laughs> right, and, and John, what are you recommending for a couple of weeks? I, I'm recommended that you pick up EA Access and then download and play the 10-hour trial of Mass Effect Andromeda. You don't even need to pick up EA Access, just Origin Access as well. Yeah. So Be- we so our podcast comes out Friday. So yesterday. So it comes out. So the trial's available from yesterday. I believe so, yes. Okay, I think so, the, so as people are listening to this, John has already wasted his 10 hours trying to get <laughs> Commander Shepard's hair right. It's, it's not Shepard. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Ryder. You'll have spent nine and a half hours just in the character creation for that. Yep. So yeah, so, uh, sorry, kind of EA Access. EA Access and Origin Access? Or just EA? or EA and Origin Access. Okay, and it's a 10-hour trial. 10-hour trial, yeah. What does the trial cover? 
the trial covers uh, a small amount of single player. So the first planet, a couple of hours, if you decide to not bother trying to leave the planet, so you get a couple of hours with the single player, and then it's unlimited access to the multiplayer for the for those ten hours. If you like me, will probably choose to not bother wasting your ten hours trying to design your new rider. Fair or enough. Or fem rider. Fem rider. Fem rider. Like fem shep, only with rider instead of shepherd. Fair enough. Oh, and Brooker, I did mention in the last episode to to tell you that all six of the Andromeda Initiative episodes are up and live. Oh, they all up now. Yep. Cool. Uh, so at some point after this episode goes up, otherwise it's just going to be completely nonsensical, one of us will find a link to all the videos and tweet them from the Character Unlock account, mainly, so I can find them. <laughs> uh, cool. But I, yeah, I'll definitely give them a watch. You know, I have lunch breaks and things at work. I, I'm not adverse to watching dodgy YouTube videos while I'm at work. Cool. Uh, it's, a t- it's 20 minutes tops, I think. Yeah. So. So that's 20 minutes longer than your usual lunch break time. Yeah. It's also 20 minutes more than I would usually spend on Mass Effect stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Come. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so, uh, last thing. Quickly talking about Mass Effect. So in a couple of weeks, we, I say we, you, are doing a Mass Effect special episode. Yes, and you'll be nowhere near it, thank fuck. No, I have said I'm going to be nowhere near it. I, it will be under three hours, won't it, John? It will be under three hours. Because <laughs> I've got to edit this motherfucker when you're done with it. It will, it will be, be seven hours. Okay. It will uh, be the length of the gay access trial. <laughs> yes. 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 So, uh, a Mass Effect special, it'll be you, and who else is going to be joining you? I'm attempting to have... The uh, our good friend Brian and also our other good friend Lee. So to... Brian from the Assassin's Creed pod. Yes. And Brian from Assassin's Creed pod and Lee, Lee from, from the nothing. Because from my Im- he's, he's my imaginary friend. Ah. <laughs> he's the one that touches you in your sleep. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and I'm hoping that we will still have it out on time. Although I, you know. To be honest, that will be a monstrous editing job because I won't be involved in the conversation, so I won't know what I'm what I'm supposed to cut and what I'm not supposed to cut. But I mean, that's neither you'll, here nor there. You'll have to listen to all of it first in completely raw uh, raw file and just go, yeah, I can cut this because it's not mentioned later. Just remember, I'm the guy that puts the stingers into these episodes. Oh shit! If you say anything fucking stupid, it will stay in the episode. I won't say anything stupid. I never say anything stupid. Let's... Fuck you. (laughs) So yeah, uh, a couple of weeks' time will be our Mass Effect special, which will be a few days after Andromeda finally releases. We give John a mic for a couple of hours to let him spew Mass Effect, and we never have to hear about it again, do we, John? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever makes you not touch yourself at night. Well... So, uh, until then, I've got a couple of shout-outs. Uh, every couple of weeks I do these, so obviously we've got failed critics. Uh, if you're listening to us, you're listening on their feed, so you should be listening to them for sure. Uh, our other sister podcast, Underground Nights, uh, my good mate Paul and his good mate James uh, do a cult film podcast. 
very informative, very funny, guaranteed to come back with a couple of films you've never heard of, but you absolutely must watch. Uh, our friend Matt, who is regularly on the Retro Gaming Discussion Show, RDGS, RGDS, because I cannot speak, uh, recently did a, a couple of hours on the Transformers animated movie, which was an amazing episode. Absolutely go and look those guys up. Who else? The Same Coin, who are an amazing video game and entertainment podcast. Uh, I can't live without their podcast. It's easily one of my favourites. And I think that's it. If you guys want to do any shout-outs, or have any shout-outs to do. Nope. I think I'm good. Cool. Just me. I'm alright with that. I don't mind at all. <laughs> uh, did you want to Plug anything, Jack, yourself, or anything you do? Um, sure, why not? Uh, I tend to stream on Twitch every so often. Uh, it's not exactly regular, like once a week or anything like that, because of family requirements. But every so often I'll go on uh, Resident Evil or something in the PlayStation VR and have quite a few scared shitless moments on there, so that's quite a good laugh. Um, I'll probably end up streaming some Horizon Zero Dawn at some point, but you can find me on Twitch or possibly on YouTube if you'd like um, at Technologic, which is T E C H S N O L O G C. Hang on, T E C H S N O L O G O C. I think I spelled that right. Yeah, second time around, I think you got it. Yeah. And until the Mass Effect episode, Mr. Miller, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at. John underscore CU or on Xbox Live as Long Dong Silver. Cool. And you can find me, as always, I'm on Twitter at Brooker411, where I bitch about movies and games and pretty much anything that pisses me off at the time. You also find me a regular writer, contributor, podcaster with failed critics. And if you don't want to find any of us anywhere else, you can find Character Unlock at Character Unlock for Twitter, at Character Unlock for Facebook, at Character Unlock for Instagram, and very occasionally, because I think we had our first one last week, Mr. Miller at least, and I don't intend on leaving him alone to do this, but Mr. Miller <laughs> has done some video game streaming. How did that go, Mr. Miller? I think I had about four people watch at any point, which is weird, because there was actually quite a lot of people who voted for Mass Effect to be the, oh shit, I mentioned Mass Effect again, didn't I? So I can cut it. <laughs> a lot of people mentioned uh, voted for Mass Effect over Rainbow Six, and I don't, I didn't get that many people watch it. But then again, Beam is also a load of horseshit. Is Beam like Xbox proprietary shit? It's Xbox version of Twitch, which is weird because you can put any. You don't have to be on Xbox to do it. There's a lot of they've put a big push onto PC gamers okay. as well as so. Can we stream from YouTube or stream to YouTube from Xbox? Uh, I don't think you can. Uh, I'm going to give Twitch probably a bash next time I can give it a go. We might have to we might have to spend some time and organise a, a character unlock account that we can log in I, with. I don't know if you can have more than one game attack attached to the same account. Maybe we sort out character unlock gamer tags as well. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's down the line. But yes, on occasion, uh, John, especially so far, has been doing some beam streaming. Just makes, it sound, just makes it sound like you're pissing on a torch. Uh, but yeah. yeah, 
we you know streaming some games come find us we will always talk about it beforehand on twitter on facebook and things and i think that's it so yeah find us on twitter find us on facebook and instagram and everywhere and until then thank you everybody for listening and thank you jack for coming on for the first time not a problem thanks for having me i hope it's been all right hopefully we haven't put you off completely and you'll be back on at some point no i've had enough of you already good fine problem solved (laughs) next Character Unlock was presented by Andrew Brooker and John Miller, with music provided with permission from Miracle of Sound from the track A Dog's Life. Character Unlock is recorded for failed critics and is a part of the failed media network of podcasts, along with Field and Mullinger's Underground Nights and the Failed Critics Film Podcast. And you can check us out at failedcritics.com or find us on Twitter at Character Unlock. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 